Welcome to the Make It Ant Podcast. Our goal is to make disciples, be a safe space where truth meets love, and meet people where they are at so they can make a difference at their schools, with their friends, and with anyone they meet. The guys have lost their minds. So we are going to pray and get started. Um, ooh. My praise and everyone, can you bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, finals is hitting us hard. For some of us, we are just tired, worn out. But Lord, let us hear what you have tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm not going to lie to you, tonight is not going to be a longer message, but I am hoping that we can focus up a little bit and just hear what God has. I know, again, I'm repeating myself for the third time, but please don't be laying down. It's very strange in the church. Um, during a message, I saw you guys correct that. So we are continuing our series called Built Different. Tonight is a very small passage. If you guys just give me 10 to 15 minutes, I will end early. How's that sound? Yeah. Deal? Yeah. Like, I want to preach this, but I'm getting frustrated the whole time. I will just drag on and I'll go monotone. And Jesus oh. said. No, please don't. No? Okay. So thank you. Let's focus up. So Built Different, we're going to continue you jump in. Actually, not we're doing the book of Matthew chapter 9. We're going to read verses 14 through 17. I see this passage in two movements, and I'm not going to lie to you. This first movement or passage is one of my least favorite. Why? Because I just don't relate to being a bride of Christ. What do I mean by that? I'll show you. In verse 14 through 15, it says, Then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it? Oh, well, then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, then they will fast. So when I had to do youth ministry, and there's heavy analogies of weddings, I know a lot of you guys, because we're doing finals, it's hard to relate to. So what's going on is John the Baptist, who knows who, is, who knows who he is? What happens to John the Baptist? He gets killed. He gets killed. How does he get killed? He gets decapitated. Who's ever done French history? I about the guillotine. Like, shwing. Like, he doesn't get guillotined because he wasn't French. But you get the gist. He gets decapitated. So what's happening, though, is as John the Baptist is getting thrown in prison, there's a lot of persecution starting to happen. You see Jesus and his disciples chilling. They're having fun, they're laughing, they're eating, they're just feasting, they're learning. There's this kind of joy that is going on, and they kind of don't seem to be taking these religious principles seriously. Who knows what fasting is? Megan, explain it to me. Not eating for a certain period. It's not eating, but it's actually more than that. Fasting can be food. It can be it can be from TV. It can be from back then, no, but from today. Fasting is giving up something that is a part of your life that is important and saying, God, I am not going to do these things. And in exchange of not spending that time, I'm going to spend time praying with you. So for me... 
like football. Not my Chargers so much because they're a huge disappointment, but <laughs> fasting from sports would be a big deal to me. My number one like website on my phone is ESPN.com. Baseball, basketball, football. I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. They are rising up. If you don't know them, Shay Gildas Alexander, he's killing it. I'm a Chargers fan. By the way, anyone Chargers? No. Hey, hey, you know what? Next year, uh, listen, I have a plan in motion. Brandon Staley's going to get fired. Bill Belichick's going to come from leave the Patriots and take over the Chargers. We are going to win, and you're all going to be Chargers fans next year. Yeah. Right? Amen? I don't want to hear from the Rams fan. I don't want to hear it. Hey. Who said Raiders? I'm going to pray for you, homie. I'm going to pray for you. And then with baseball, I like the Padres. And I'm not only that kind of fan, I'm also a sports fan. Anybody who beats an L.A. team, you are my friend. Like, I just always watch the L.A. teams and I hope they lose. So the Dodgers don't like you. $700 million with a bum shoulder. All right. Bringing it back. So what's happening is like, even in this kind of like bantering going on, you have these disciples from John who are taking everything seriously. And it's like, oh my gosh, we got to get ready. We got to get holy. We got to make a difference. But yet you see the disciples and Jesus, they're different. They seem to have this air about them that is different and is actually bothering both the religious leaders, the Pharisees, as well as John the Baptist's followers who were actually good followers. John the Baptist is not like corrupted. He's not fake, but they're very serious about it. I'm going to read his verses again, verses 14 through 15. Then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn when he is with them? A time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast. There's a principle in here that is so easy to lose, especially if you've been in church a long time. Do you guys know what that is? So anyone ever seen my Instagram bio? It's my handle. It's my little bio thing. It's not a handle. Don't speak like I don't know things. If your relationship with Jesus is boring, you're doing it wrong. Oftentimes it's so easy for this religion and for Jesus to bore you. Like it's not like oftentimes people grow in the church. It's not like there's something like I no longer believe in God or believe in the Bible. All those things are good. Do worship, read the word, go to church. What starts to happen, and it's very easy, is religion starts to creep in the longer you've been a part of this faith. And religion begins to strangle those things that you once enjoyed. You used to hang out with Jesus because you wanted to. You used to read the Bible. Well, some of you. You used to read the Bible because you enjoyed it. You used to do worship because you felt connected to God. But what starts to happen as time goes on is all of those things that you once did because you wanted to, you now do because you have to. And then once you have to start doing something, what do you usually do? Stop doing it. And what's happening is Jesus and his disciples are correcting a misconception. When I am present, Jesus says, that's not the time to mourn. When I'm present, 
That's the time to enjoy. That's the time to fellowship. This Christmas season can become so boring. As someone who's grown up in the church, Christmas and Easter can become so boring. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know how many times they can dramatically tell the story of Jesus lying in a manger and the angels going, holy, holy, holy. They don't talk like, they don't like do that move. But like, I don't know how many times I've had to heard there was no room in the stables. Jesus lied in a lowly manger. Like, stables! There was no room in the houses. Oh, he got me. Ha ah, I need to listen to more of those stories. The truth is, though, like, the truth is, how many of you guys have, this is me really sad, true show of hands, especially my church kids, how many, sometimes, how many of you guys get bored sometimes during Christmas and Easter, and you're like, I just don't want to hear the story? Okay, I got a lot of hands over here. And it's so easy for that ritual to kill your relationship. And I want to encourage you during this break season, don't do because you have to. Learn to do the things that you want to with Jesus. Don't do because you have to. Learn to do because you want to. What does that mean? Like I was talking to my small group right now. Caleb was talking to me, and I could tell at first he's putting on spot right now. I could tell you that I was going to put him on blast because he's like, I kind of like listening to his message online because when I'm playing video games, I just put a message on in the background. And I could tell he was thinking that was some sort of invalid way of listening to God, and it's actually the opposite. Hey, you know what? If you want to play video games all day and listen to the sermon in the background, that's awesome. Like, that's true. Like, I heard someone else talk to me. Um, we were at our leadership. Sorry, Carly's been on a blast. And she was like, um, you guys, this podcast ended. And you guys haven't made a new podcast in a while. If you don't know, we have a podcast. We're going to launch it much bigger in January. We have a lot of episodes. But she was kind of like, I kind of prefer to listen to Jesus on podcasts. That's okay. The Bible Project has one. Remember the podcast. The way we can engage with God is not so boxed and limited. Sometimes we limit God in your mind. I must read the Bible every single day. He doesn't quite say that. I want you in the Word. Please don't hear me say don't read the Bible anymore. It doesn't say to be in a relationship with God. You must read the Bible when you first wake up. You must pray, Our Father who lives in heaven, blessed be your name. It doesn't say you have to do that. It doesn't say you have to engage in this rote and ritualistically boring way. Connecting with God should be about the relationship. Who here has ever had a crush? This area over here, y'all never raise your hand, but it's okay. I believe you all have your hands raising your heart. Truth is, imagine you and this crush, you and this boyfriend, this girlfriend. Imagine you guys went on the same date every single day. And you had the same exact conversation Every single day. How many of you would enjoy that relationship? How many of you would be bored to tears? Yeah. Bored. Bored. So the truth is, bringing it back, some of you guys, it has a built different. You need to get past the goodness of God because you're getting hung up. Well, I know God is good and what's good for me. He's like my toothpaste. That I brush my teeth. It's good for me. I know he's like my vegetables. It makes me good and healthy. And it can get like, yeah, it's true. Yeah, I know. Eva's giving me this look. The truth is, like, we can view God as the good thing that is so boring. That's just not him. Look at the sunrises. Look at the sunsets. 
when you go to the beach and ever hear like whenever I go to a beach and whenever I see my students be like, oh my gosh, the sunset is just doing that thing again where it lights up all the water. That's so boring. Like I never see that happen. If you look at God's splendor, God's beauty. When I walk into the Grand Canyon, I'm terrified of heights. Whenever I look down, I first think, wow, God, you're beautiful and I'm going to die. Die, 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 die. I have to like, take multiple steps back because I literally feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. Who has fear of heights like that? That is me. When I look down, I'm like, I'm going to die. If you were with me in Bass Lake driving up, like, <laughs> you would have seen I took the inside lane. No, that was not my lane because I didn't know on the way back, it's sheer cliff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And all 15 passengers with me decided to roast me as I clearly was having a panic attack because it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I don't do heights. I don't know who was in the front seat, but you were of no help. Uh, I still can't remember who it was, but you were of no, it was Lindsay. I think Lindsay kept saying, well, look down there. And I'm like, oh, and I was literally going like five miles an hour up. The truth is, the truth is, and I love, you guys have their energy. The truth is God is not boring. He's never intended to be. Look at the animals. Look at the plant life. Look at the sky. Look at everything. Look at the diversity and uniqueness of all of you. Don't have a God who's just like, hey, now that you follow me, boring time. No sex, no drugs, no alcohol. Be a square. Don't go and do the opposite now. But I'm serious. We often relate Christianity to the box. We were not, please don't go crazy and take this too far. But there's so much more to life and so much more to God than you've touched on. You guys might even just blow your minds. Find a way to connect with God that your parents don't. And some of you guys may even be pastor's kids. And you might find a way to connect with God that they don't because you're different. I once took my wife out and I thought, early in my marriage, you know, I'm going to lead my wife in Bible study. And I'm like, hey, Pam. <laughs> They're like having a conversation over there. It's okay. They're having, like, I think my wife, I'm like, hey, Pam. Like, I thought I was so deep and so holy looking to her. I'm like, look at your man. I, I like to watch birds. And then I watched the sunset in my Bible. And she sat there for five minutes saying, this is so boring. I was devastated. I was married. I thought, man, I'm going to show my wife the secrets of my faith. Sit outside and stare at nature. And she thought, this is so lame. I was so sad. But then I learned something. My wife doesn't connect my bird watching. I know you guys are like, no, duh. I like it, okay? I like it. I like to watch when the hawks dive bomb on pigeons and take them out. It's pretty dope. If you see my TikTok, if you see my algorithm on TikTok, Lindsay sees it every day. It's all about animals doing stupid stuff and attacking things. All right. So anyway, first wedding party. Relationship with Jesus. Get down this winter with God. And that's exactly what I'm just going to leave it on. Next, part two, verses 16 through 17. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. I know I'm losing you guys. Stay with me. For the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither... Nope. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst. I know, again, you guys are vibing with this. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, pour new wine into new wineskins and they're both preserved. I 
made this message really short on purpose because I'm like, no, God, I, I know I'm supposed to teach this, but no one's going to care. So I don't have wine to bring at church because I like my job. I don't have wine skins because... No, no. Okay. Now imagine... Imagine Andy threw like a pastor party. So this is root beer. You're at a party, but it's only soda. Um, and imagine like you're at the party and people like pour drinks and stuff. Again, soda. I'm on record. I'm not going to put this message online. I just don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm sorry. This message is not recorded. You should go online. All right. So anyway, shh. when people, I'm not going to drink, because I think it's so weird people drink on stage, especially when they're on mic. Um, oh, there are so many volunteers. This is not the point. I need to get my point across first. Let me get the point across. I don't know if you go to a party. Who's ever been to a party? Jesus party, like Andy kind of party. Woo-woo! Santa Rosa. Okay. <laughs> now, this is going to be really telling. How many of you are the, there's a mess, we're dipping, versus there's a mess, we're going to stay and help? Who are the dippers before cleanup starts? Show of hands, be honest. What? Who dips before cleanup happens? All right. Who stays at the party and helps clean up? Can we give them a round of applause? Oh, do the real MVP. When cleaning up, for those who clean up, when cleaning up, are there not often random drinks like left over with cups and you have no idea whose it is and they're half full? How many of you guys, when you're done with the party, see, oh, there's a two liter. I'm going to pour the leftover soda back in. No. Oh. Right? That's weird. That's weird. So this is a similar analogy to the old, this whole garment, everything else. What Jesus is bringing forth, what he's talking about, it's kind of like he's saying in the Sermon on the Mount, a couple chapters earlier, he was really sharing with the people what the new kingdom is like. And what he's sharing with his followers right now is once you begin to follow me and change, you can't really go back. And if you try, it's going to be a little wonky and a little weird. You need to be moving forward. This is how life works, and this is how faith works. So I was talking to you a little bit earlier about maybe exploring ways to connect to God this winter. Again, within reason, don't be like, I'm hanging out with Jesus by watching TikTok 24 hours a day. Although I met a girl, actually at this youth group, who found Jesus through TikTok. So... I don't know. Don't go crazy watching TikTok. But the truth is, this faith is about moving forward. Moving forward. Not going back. Not going back to your old ways. Because what happens when you try to do that is you go one foot in with Jesus, one foot back in the world, one foot back with Jesus, one foot back in the world. I'm not going to pour it on this stage because I would get in huge trouble. But is this going to be an absolute mess if I try to return this? All the guys are shaking their head like, yeah, if I focus really well, he'll give me the soda. Like I can, I can absolutely tell they're like, Reg, do you see me? I'm nodding at everything you say. You are so spiritual right now. Amen. Boys, I hear you. Amen. 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 Touched. All right. With that, my encouragement and the end for me for this Built Different series, we have one more week. The girls will be up next week. Because I want you guys to, again, I, please hear me. You got three weeks off. If your walk with Jesus is kind of a neutral or it's backfiring, don't just try to double down 
on the things that bored you before. Explore a new way to connect to God. Dive into some podcasts that are biblically founded. Don't get into deconstructing my faith 101. Jesus, I'm hearing about you as I get confused. Like, no, no, no. But find some podcasts. Talk to me, Lindsay, Maddie. I'm sure Emma knows some. I know Carly knows some. Find us a little bit. Talk about that. There are other ways to connect with God. Uh, We've been talking about, I think, next semester, we want to do my small group. We want to do like a Hot Ones Bible study where we're going like answer Bible questions, but do the hot ones from the YouTube video where the questions are progressively hotter. And then it's going to be hilarious. Why? Because why not? Boys, you'll all be welcome. Girls, you can do whatever you want. With that, I'm going to pray us out. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, get in contact with us. Check out the links below for our social media pages. DM us, message us, tag us in things, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.